So, you've joined my podcast. (laughs) Why did you do that? (laughs) I've never done this before. This is my first time playing around with a podcast and recording for the likes of anyone else's ears but my own. Is that English? Oh, man. So, welcome. As far as I know, this is the Song Heart Connection podcast. And I have a cup of coffee. I'm on the couch. Just finished a little coconut yogurt with apple and muesli. And it's a beautiful day outside, so let's let's uh let's connect. I I wanted to be ready to do an hour-long podcast and make it just fantastic. And then I thought, I have no idea what I'm doing. Why in the world would I commit to making an hour-long podcast? (laughs) Oh, man. So we're going to start small. I have some ideas written down, but this this could go all sorts of ways. But I'm thinking it's probably going to be about 10 to 15 minutes at first, which is just fine. So... My name's Desiree. Hi. (laughs) Like I said, this is the Song Heart Connection podcast, and you're probably wondering what the hell is that? (laughs) Uh, Full transparency, I'm still figuring that out myself, but this this is what I know so far. So the Song Heart Connection is an opportunity to explore yourself through music. Oftentimes when I was alone in my Philadelphia apartment, sitting with sadness or loneliness, confusion, joy, excitement, really any emotion, a specific song would come to mind. I'd uh, rustle through my hard copies of sheet music to look for it if it wasn't there. I'd access it online using Scribd. Uh, I'd play it, or I'd try to play it, (laughs) And, uh, and I'd sing it. That's my cat chirping, in case you're wondering. Um, I'm sure, well, those of you that are friends with me on Instagram, uh, a lot of the times I would record clips and, and just throw them up on Instagram. So much of my emotional processing was um, was shared. So what I found was that many times... When I was in this space, the song kind of chose itself, and I'd realized the lyrics exactly represented what I was going through in the moment. And when I paid closer attention to that, I discovered that these songs would appear in my musical mind without any thought or persuasion, and really at just the right moment. And so after dissecting the lyrics time after time, I came to the realization that this really couldn't be a coincidence. I believe many musicians are blessed with an infinite Rolodex of repertoire based on their lifelong performance history or just knowledge of music in general. But uh, I also believe I'm not the only one that experiences this interesting phenomenon. I'd go as far to say that I think most singers are blessed with the innate ability to understand what their heart and soul needs to feel, from a musical perspective anyway, um, in order to process their feelings. But my specific curiosity invites a conversation on unresolved trauma. 
And can it be healed by one, using your voice in a song, and two, connecting with specific repertoire that highlights or exposes your trauma through someone else's story. And so the song heart connection was born, I think. Okay, uh, what is trauma? Before you turn this off, <laughs> let's, let's have a very gentle, easy dialogue about this. Um, everyone has trauma. At some point in our lives, we have been abused or neglected in some capacity. Unfortunately, most commonly by our parents or partners. Um, there are a few therapists I really enjoy following, one being Mastin Kipp, who defines trauma as any experience of threat, disconnection, isolation, or immobilization that results in physical or emotional injuries that dysregulate or disrupt the optimal functioning of one's body, emotions, brains, spirit, or health. I'm going to take a sip of coffee to clear my throat, and I'm going to say it again. Okay, trauma. Any experience of threat, disconnection, isolation, or immobilization that results in physical, emotional injuries that dysregulate or disrupt the optimal functioning of one's body, emotions, brains, spirit, or health. Some examples of trauma include losing a loved one, sexual or physical abuse, a major car accident, a natural disaster. Um, I have the F word in here. I'm not sure I'm going to use it yet because then I would have to mark my podcast as explicit. I'm sure I will. But I wrote an effing pandemic, definitely trauma, domestic or family violence, life-threatening illness, war, and the list goes on. So it's safe to say that if you're human, you've experienced trauma. Uh, to ease into this, I'm going to speak about a relatively minor physical trauma I endured last fall. And then over time, we'll certainly talk about more uh, emotional trauma. I plan to have many guests on this podcast. Um, those, those that have a, a degree in psychology, uh, former opera singers, current voice teachers... Um, I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be an informative podcast for me as well. Okay. So the minor trauma, physical trauma that I endured, uh, I traveled abroad last summer, one of the most, um, most amazing experiences of my life. And I picked up hepatitis A by eating raw fish in Lisbon, Portugal, or at least that's where I think I got it. Um, a symptom of hepatitis A is infected, infected tonsils. So I was misdiagnosed with tonsillitis twice and took two rounds of unnecessary antibiotics that then caused a major infection in my intestine called C. difficile. C. difficile, if not treated properly or in time, can be fatal. And I count my lucky stars that my mom a stage four non-Hodgkin's cancer survivor with plenty of medical and physical trauma of her own encouraged me to get a blood test last October. And so little by little, the puzzle pieces came together in understanding how I contracted C. diff. And I, 
I thank God I had friends who understood uh, the severity of the illness, but took the lighthearted approach and properly teased me to keep my spirits high. The catchphrase became, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's C. diff. You'd have to know my friend's humor. That was Beth Latwinick, by the way. Correct. So anyway, my body and spirit were just wrecked. I was essentially sick from June through December uh, with hepatitis A and C. difficile overlapping in my system. And almost a year later, my gut health is still not fully recovered and I'm only starting to really feel like myself again physically. Uh, There was a lot I was sorting through at the time emotionally as well. And I wanted to focus on healing my physical and emotional health simultaneously. So what did I do? Excuse me. Um, I tried acupuncture. Acupuncture was amazing. It was pretty incredible how these tiny needles just assisted in my mental well-being and got me on the road to physical recovery. Um, There are all these pressure points within the body that directly relate to the internal organs, the brain. Um, I'm not an expert on acupuncture, so I'm not going to pretend to speak on it intelligently, but I can tell you I went uh, once a week for a few months until the pandemic hit, and I noticed a change in my, my gut big time. And, you know, the gut internally is so interestingly connected to our external being. Um, so, yeah, there were, there were major benefits of, first of all, just going somewhere to lie down for an hour while someone else takes careful care of your body. Um, it was it was also surprising how how uncomfortable I wouldn't say it was ever painful, but how uncomfortable the needles felt at certain points. Uh, I know there were points in my lower leg near the foot that connected to my digestive tract. Um, same in the arm. Um, needles going in the third eye chakra area, which was um, very, very clearing as well. So I could, I could go on and on about how I loved my experience with acupuncture, but, um, anyway, I'm just touching on the fact that that is one route I chose to experiment in, uh, advocating for my physical and emotional well-being. Second to that, uh, yoga. In fact, first that happened before. So I was starting to pay attention to my chakras Um, which felt blocked, which felt open. We can definitely unpack this more later because, because we should. So in January, I committed to doing yoga five days a week to explore my body, mind, and spirit and their connectivity. This was a major game changer for me. I had done yoga in the past, um, irregularly and I really liked it, but I didn't, I liked it because it was challenging to hold poses and to find strength and tone up my body, not for the spiritual elements. Um, So yeah. So while the five times a week streak lasted through the summer, uh, I now get in three to four practices a week, even if it's just 30 minutes a session. And I've been able to stray away from using a guided practice to really learning what my body needs and wants in that moment and kind of 
getting creative with the poses and the practices and really just kind of following your own flow and trusting that you know what you need. It took some time to get there, but uh, it's, it's really, really rewarding to roll out your mat and not really know where the practice is going to take you and just know that what you did was enough. Therapy. We love therapy. Um, I think working with a therapist regularly is probably one of the most taboo topics in this uh, country, which is unfortunate. Um, so what I want to say about that is that if you find a good therapist, stick with them. Someone that knows when to push you and when to retreat for the sake of your personal work. Um, I can remember there were a few times my therapist mentioned things to me that I was not prepared to hear from her perspective. And I was so glad she did because now it's it's something I reflect on in, in my moments of insecurity, in my moments of... Um, keep saying this word exploration but it it really just brings a different awareness to your already beautiful life and you know the stigma behind sitting across from someone and having them analyze you or or dissect you it's it's really the wrong approach who wouldn't want to sit down and talk about themselves for an hour <laughs> I wonder if there's therapy with wine. I can't be the only one that thought this. Or coffee, if you're not into that. Or kombucha, or whatever your flavor is. But that person is on the other side to assist you and help you and further expand your awareness into how to fully understand yourself. Um, I personally never had hang-ups in going to see a therapist, but I, I surely wish I had connected with someone long before I chose to. And uh, yeah, I think I think therapy is is a major ticket into healing. And if you find a good one, you should you should be thankful. So what else did I do? Um, and this again ties back to the song heart connection and why why I'm even doing this. Uh, and clearly I've gone more than 15 minutes. So apparently I have more to say than I thought. <laughs> or maybe it's not 15. It's close. Uh, the most important thing that helped me through that physical trauma, really, was sitting at the piano, playing and singing, just for myself. Having a musical outlet with no pressure of performance or perfection, um, I could start crying and be emotional about it right now. It, it's, it's really... It's, it's nothing short of an avenue of discovering true emotional balance. Most of my friends are artists. Uh, many of them are still performing professionally. Some of them retired at an early age, in which I'm so proud of them for choosing um, the road untaken. Is that a word, untaken? Oh, what is, what, that's a very famous saying. The, the path 
Oh boy. Okay. I'll return to that. Uh, my point being is that I think especially for performing artists, it's, it's strange to find permission to perform without an audience, not even perform permission to create art without someone being on the other side of that. Oh, that's my cat. She likes to play with the water bowl. And sometimes it spills, and then she plays in the spilled water. She's Anyway. So I started to think, okay, if I benefit from this type of work, and if I, if I understand the inner workings of, not even, nothing technical, not, not vocal technique, if I understand the inner workings of how, of how connecting with a piece of music that unpacks my my trauma in a way that I feel comfortable exploring that couldn't couldn't that work for someone else and I had a very very compelling conversation with one of my colleagues one night uh, about why why I love teaching why he loves teaching He's a, he's a wonderful human being is, and one of the best teachers I've ever met in my life. And he, he felt strongly that, you know, he wanted to fix voices. He wanted to be the go-to person in the musical theater industry to, to correct vocal inconsistencies. And, and he, he's damn good at it. And he, that's exactly what he should be doing. Um, and I, for the first time in my life, sat with that conversation and said, I know what I'm doing and I feel confident in my skills as a teacher technically, but that's not what it's about for me. I want to help fix the inside, the brain, the heart, the body, the connection, the connection to ourselves. And that I would say that was another conversation that I was not prepared to have in that moment, but it happened. And so since then, I'm committed to investigating this. I, I really want to add therapy and counseling to my, to my work, to my service, to my business. And so this was the introduction to the Song Heart Connection. And I hope you'll come back to, to listen to more and see how this podcast evolves because I, again, have no idea how it will evolve. But um, I've met some really incredible people in my life and I want them to share their experiences uh, in a way that most, most people are not comfortable um, I want them to share their experiences in the most raw way because I don't think we talk about trauma and emotional health and physical health in the right ways necessarily. And so I'm just rounding out 20 minutes. We did it. Thank you guys for hanging. I'm sure I'll get like a logo and some fancy little opening tunes 
to start to make it like really official but this was the uh the first unedited version and i just can't thank you enough for for listening stay tuned <laughs>